Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast, brought to you by the International Microgreen Growers Association of Florida, the proud sponsor of the Microgreens channel. I'm Lisa Welsh, and it is my pleasure to be your host. I'm also the current director of the association, and I'm thrilled that you decided to join us today. We're delighted that you have chosen to tune in and to be part of this sponsored podcast. Throughout our episodes, we're going to aim to provide you with some valuable insight and information. We hope that you'll find it both enjoyable and educational. The IMGA Florida is dedicated to fostering a farm-driven cooperative that prioritizes health, wealth, education, and social change. By harnessing the full potential of our members' microgreen production, we strive to deliver innovative solutions that encompass the holistic value of this incredible industry. If you want to learn more about our association and the fantastic work that we do, please visit imgaflorida.org. There you're going to find a wealth of information and resources to enhance your understanding of microgreens. Thank you for joining us today, and we sincerely hope you relish this episode. Enjoy! Hello. Hi. Hi. Yay, it worked. It did. I think. Okay, so I wanted to just say if you wanted to um, introduce me, just Mm -hmm. as like I'll be hosting blah, 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 and you recorded the first part, correct? First and last part, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we'll just trim the beginning of this. And we'll start however you want to start whenever you're ready. Um, so to start our first episode of our new Microgreens channel, we interviewed Monica Irby. Is that how you say it? Uribe. Uribe. Sorry. So <laughs> I'll start over. Um, to start us off with our new podcast, we interviewed Monica Uribe from Shorecrest Microgreens, down there in good old Miami, Florida. So, Monica, tell us, how did you get started with growing microgreens? Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this podcast. So I'm really excited to be here. I discovered microgreens right at the beginning of COVID when I started to feel depressed because of lockdown and I wanted to garden because I remembered one time in my life before I had gardened and felt better when I was doing it, except I was living in a very small apartment and didn't really have a yard or space. And so thank you, Google. I started, (laughs) you know, just investigating. And I remember spending most of March, right when we started, and all of April just looking and researching and trying different ways and methods of what I was seeing on YouTube and on the internet. And then I sold my very first, everything I grew, my very first crop in May of 2020, that first Saturday of May. And I never stopped. I just kept going. Wow. I don't blame me. It's a fun business, isn't it? It's kind of intoxicating how much fun you can have with it. You know what I find? Not only is it fun and fascinating to watch nature, 
but the microgreens community is one of the most generous communities I've ever found in any industry willing to share secrets and tips and really cheering people on. I find that extraordinary. And I think it's a really special thing about microgreen growers. Yeah, it is kind of a unique, definitely a unique community. So what system do you use to grow with and sell? So I, I sell live microgreens. I use a gentle um, hydroponic system to um, grow with. I grow in food grade containers. I don't use pesticides. I don't use fertilizer. Um, I grow sustainably on coconut core pads. I try to use as much, um, almost all organic seeds. And um, I grow live and I sell, um, I use sound bowls. I play sound bowls for the seeds and I really try to infuse my own good energy into the plants. Oh, that's kind of a nice, unique approach to it. I have not heard that one much before. I like sound bowls, but I have not heard anyone doing it with growing before. That's kind of cool. Well, you know, I'm a yogi, so I just kind of, so it was just <laughs> something that, and, you know, a yogi, COVID, <laughs> stuck in an apartment. Let's you do what you gotta do. You do what you gotta do. What kind of crazy things can we come up with? But I really enjoy growing, um, I mean, selling live. I think that makes it a special event for people when they're harvesting and just the ability to have that connection with the food and where it comes from specifically how it's grown and having that up close connection with live food. Um, I love, I sell by subscription and I'm only at um, online farmers markets. Um, okay. It's really hot down here and I really haven't found a system that works for me for, uh, and the microgreens down here. Um, I feel like they don't travel well. They just, the presentation, or maybe I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only on uh, farmer's markets and I sell by subscription. And I recently started shipping within Florida and that's been pretty successful. Um, yeah, I try to educate people. I find that that is the biggest uh, roadblock. Yeah, it's definitely definitely something we hear a lot about people, you know, having to educate consumers. It's a it's a big part. Yeah, and moving away from I'm trying to when I do like with restaurant clients, um, I try to move them away from using microgreens as just a garnish. Um, I was looking back at some pictures not too long ago in 2018. I was in Europe and. In Belgium, I took a picture of my food because that's what we do these days. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was um, gray shrimp croquettes, which was typical of the region, a very fancy lemon wedge, and a beautifully stacked, elegantly, neatly stacked um, group of microgreens. That was the salad. And there was nothing else on the plate. And I remember thinking, wow, this is, it's not a garnish. You know, you knew it was substance, but 
it was just something that I try to explain to especially restaurant clients that it's more than just a garnish. Yes. I find I find with my residential clients when they are into nutrition, I'm learning from them mm. <laughs> more than me teaching them. They they tend to have, people who are really into their health and wellness, they tend to really invest in that time of learning about what they're eating and how they're fueling their body. It's absolutely. Absolutely. My recent tagline that I'm using in my social media, um, I, it goes something to the effect as um, fuel that actually tastes great. And I, I, dense fuel that actually tastes great. And I, I found it interesting and um, the use of fuel instead of food. Um, you know, that mindset. Probably quite a shift. I would never thought of that. That's an interesting take on that. I like yeah. That. And, and, and just being able to um, share different ways to use them or when people know how they're grown. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very, um, it's very important to me that my microgreens are grown with integrity in food grade containers, you know, no pesticides, no fertilizers, just light seed and water. And um, I, I think of people like I've lost people in my family to cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think of how it would have been different had I known about microgreens and been able to provide like a very clean, nutritious, delicious, and minimal. Because, like, I remember my mom, she couldn't eat. So it's like, wow, had she just had a couple of microgreens, that would have been so amazing for her at that time. Because that's all she could eat would be maybe a spoonful of something. So I keep that in mind in my practice and... um I'm growing and, and sharing. And really, I feel we are at um, a peak of really exploring local food and <clears throat> unique ways of growing that protect Mother Nature, water and land. And I think microgreens are right there. Hmm. I have to agree with you. I think we're definitely in the right spot for that. And I think we're definitely going to do some amazing things with that. So, um, I mean, I, what do you think is the future of microgreens? Like I believe in the power of sulfurifying as well with the broccoli. I actually make powders with it. Um, and I, and I freeze them. I do the same for the same reason. I had my friend die of cancer at 30 years old and it was ridiculous. It was within months and she had no idea she was even sick. And it's just a shame that we don't realize that on this planet, densely grown all over the place is food that can, cure our bodies from many ailments and we're just i don't know if we're sometimes i think the public is just not informed enough but i mean i'm sure some of us do did know that anyway but it's amazing what do you think is going to be the future of microgreens do you think it's going to take off or do you think it's just going to be something that people kind of do sometimes not a big thing no 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 i think um i think it needs to off just to save ourselves um what's happening with food scarcity and uh, just globally is scary in itself. Locally, 
I feel people are much more open to providing that system of helping each other locally and buying locally and consuming locally. I hope that continues to happen. I hope people start to grow um, on, for themselves. It's so easy. It's so much fun. It's educational. It's exciting. Um, if in, in my, in my, um, bigger plan for my own business, I would hope to one day extend into a project that would educate and bring microgreens into communities like nursing homes. I feel, I feel that that would one give purpose, everyday purpose to, people that might be lonely. I feel it's a quick turnaround enough that when you grow something and to eat it yourself, there's such satisfaction and pride in that. And everything seems to taste better. Um, I know what gardening does for the soul. So that would be something that I would like to add to the microgreens world or even bring it into food deserts to be able to have fresh greens. That's the problem with food scarcity. It's gonna be fresh greens that will be the hardest to come by. Hmm. So leading into what you think is gonna be kind of a concern. So do you think there's any other concerns with that maybe the association can help with as far as microgreens go in general? Um. I'm not really sure about concerns. I'm really excited that you're here. I certainly, um, when I found out about you, I joined right away. I thought it was necessary to come together as a community and not necessarily be bound by one microgreens guru type that's, you know, fattening their pocket by bringing groups together. I'm I'm not hating on them but I, I just don't feed into that. And something like the association, I think is a wonderful place for us to come together and help, um, you know, sh- share the wealth of information that we have f- um, about microgreens, not only with each other, but uh, as a community. And this podcast for sure would be helpful to get other people interested, maybe not as a farmer, but you can certainly grow on your kitchen counter for your family or yourself. Okay. So I think, yeah, the, you know, I don't really have concerns. I just have like really good positive vibes about the future of microgreens and also the association. Well, that's awesome. We love optimism here. Now, the one thing everybody who knows... 